It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Welcome to everyone listening. I would be pleased to hear from any of you. Let me review where we are. I've given a broad overview of a 12-point argument that shows Christianity is true. Let me remind you what the 12 points are. Number one, truth about reality is knowable. Two, the opposite of true is false. This is obvious. Three, It is true that the theistic God exists. Four, if God exists, then miracles are possible. This too is obvious. Five, miracles can be used to confirm a message from God. Six, the New Testament is historically reliable. We have more manuscripts earlier manuscripts, most accurately copied manuscripts, more extra-biblical corroborating evidence, and the New Testament documents pass the historical test criteria. Point seven. The New Testament says Jesus claimed to be God. Eight. Jesus' claim to be God was confirmed by three sets of miracles. First, Jesus' claim to be God was confirmed by his fulfillment of many prophecies about the Messiah. Second, Jesus' claim to be God was confirmed by his sinless life and miraculous deeds. And third, Jesus' claim to be God is confirmed by the fact that he predicted and accomplished his own resurrection. Points 9 through 11 follow immediately. 9 says, Therefore, Jesus is God. Jesus is either liar, lunatic, llama, or Lord. The first three possibilities are eliminated. That leaves only one choice. 10. Whatever Jesus, who is God, teaches is true. 11. Jesus taught that the Bible is true. 12. Therefore, the Bible is the Word of God, and anything opposed to it is false. To complete the proof, I need to demonstrate points 1 and 3, and I promise to discuss Jesus' own self-understanding as part of point 7. This will take several episodes of the program to establish what I need to demonstrate. What comes out of this are three fundamental pillars of Christian theology. First, the cause of the universe is the God of the Bible. Second, Jesus is the Son of God. 
And third, the Bible is the Word of God. I begin today by continuing to discuss some consequences of the fact that the Bible is the Word of God. How do we know that the Bible is the Word of God? Because Jesus has told us so. Nevertheless, the Bible has its dissenters. Because of the time lapse between the writing of the translation of the Hebrew Old Testament into Greek around 200 B.C., called the Septuagint, and the oldest known copies of the Hebrew Old Testament about 900 A.D., called the Masoretic Text, many skeptics in the 1700s to the 1900s proposed that the writings had surely been corrupted, and that the Old Testament is therefore unreliable as the written word of God. At the peak of such cynicism came what many have called the greatest archaeological discovery of all time. In 1947, a shepherd boy stumbled upon a group of caves in a valley east of the Dead Sea containing clay jars whose contents included every Old Testament book with the exception of Esther. These ancient documents are called the Dead Sea Scrolls. They contained a complete transcription of Isaiah, a book written about 750 B.C. The Dead Sea Scrolls copy of Isaiah from about 150 B.C. was in complete agreement with the Masoretic text from about 900 A.D. Despite the almost thousand-year difference, this affirmed that the Old Testament content had indeed been faithfully preserved. Not only do the Dead Sea Scrolls attest to the authenticity of God's Word, but other archaeological discoveries do so as well. Dr. Nelson Glueck, probably the greatest modern authority on Israeli archaeology, commented, No archaeological discovery has ever controverted a biblical reference. Scores of archaeological findings have been made which confirm in clear outline or in exact detail historical statements in the Bible. I've already discussed the reliability of the New Testament documents. That's point six of the 12 points. John Wesley had an interesting and a logical way of proving the Bible to be from God. His argument goes like this. Premise one. The Bible must be the invention of good men or angels, bad men or devils, or of God. Premise two. It could not be the invention of good men and angels, for they would not, nor could not, make a book and tell lies all the time they were writing it, saying, Thus says the Lord, when it was, in fact, their own invention. Premise three, it could not be the invention of bad men and devils, 
for they would not make a book which commands all duty, forbids all sin, and condemns their souls to hell for all eternity. Premise 1 involves three categories, and these seem to be the only possibilities. Premises 2 and 3 eliminates categories 1 and 2, leaving only category 3 possible. The conclusion? Therefore, the Bible must be the invention of God. Christianity is unique among all religions because of who Jesus is and the miraculous deeds associated with him, including his resurrection. In the last episode, I said the distinguishing and differentiating characteristic of Jesus' message is that it is a gospel. The word gospel means good news, and it was good news that Jesus came to bring. Jesus came to reveal the Father God to us. He told his disciples, He who has seen me has seen the Father. Found in John 14, verse 9. Similarly, the Apostle John wrote, No human being has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he Jesus has fully explained him, found in John 1, 18. No one knows the Son except the Father, nor does anyone know the Father except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him, in Matthew 11, verse 27. That fact gives us a new perspective about God. Jesus came to tell people of an inviting God, a God who desires to be approached, a God who is not hidden but loving, not unknowable but revealing, not unapproachable but accessible, and not unpredictable but faithful, steadfast, and unchanging. Neither is God the enemy of the sinner, but the one who invites the weary and heavy laden to come and receive rest through Jesus. Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30. His great desire is for us to engage in prayer, fellowship, and worship. Further, this intimate knowledge of God is open to all, even the simplest and the outcast. The author of the book of Hebrews writes, Come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Jesus invites people to follow him in discipleship. Matthew 4, verse 19. He compared his invitation to an invitation to a marriage feast. Matthew 24, verse 4. In his book, The Mind of Jesus, page 108, William Barclay writes, For the Christian, God is the God with an eternal invitation in his heart, and prayer is the acceptance of that invitation to speak with and listen to God. Jesus came not only to tell us that God was an inviting God, 
but also that God is a forgiving God. Jesus did not avoid the publican, sinners, or the outcast from polite society, but welcomed them into his presence. They felt at home with him. He ate with them, walked with them, and he ministered to them. He said he had come to call not the self-righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew 9, verse 13. Not only is God an inviting God and forgiving God, but he is a seeking God. Like a shepherd seeking a lost sheep or a widow diligently seeking a lost coin in order to pay her bills, God comes looking for us. That can be found in Luke 15, verses 1 through 10. Jesus said, The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's in Luke 19, verse 10. We know God loves the world, John 3, 16, but a corollary of the truth of a seeking God is that God loves individuals. The shepherd is not content with 99 sheep while one is lost. The widow is not content with the corn she has while one is missing. And God is not content until everyone has an opportunity to know him. God is not only an inviting, forgiving, seeking God, but he is also a giving God. He gave his son, John 3, 16. He gives eternal life, Romans 6, verse 23. He gives the gift of right standing before him, justification in other words. If we will receive Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, that can be found in Romans 5, verses 12 through 21. All aspects of salvation is a gift in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. James, the half-brother of Jesus, writes, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. That's found in James chapter 1, verse 17. The good news of the gospel means essentially the news of Jesus' resurrection and the implication that every human has an afterlife. Jesus said, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's in John 17, verse 3. Every sermon preached by every follower of Jesus in the New Testament centers on the resurrection of Jesus. The resurrection of Jesus sharply distinguishes Christianity from all other religions. The bones of Abraham, Mohammed, Buddha, Confucius, Lao Tzu, and Zoroaster are still in the grave on the earth. But Jesus' tomb is empty. This message flashed across the ancient world, set hearts ablaze, changed and turned the world upside down. He can set mine and your hearts ablaze just as he did 2,000 years ago. 
Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott.